Hey guys, before we started, I want to say this is a beta test of the game Slug Blasters, which should be coming out in Kickstarter uh, November 12th, which is the time of this posting, a little less than a week from now. If you're interested in teens in a sort of 90s aesthetic, but still with futuristic technology world going across the universe having fun, give it a look. I want to thank Grant Howard for giving us the opportunity to play this game, which we had a lot of fun with, and I hope you enjoy. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Kevin Smith, Ernie Carafa, Rick Browder, Daniel Andrelick, Sam, Warren Cummings, Bridget Hughes, David Millar, Mike Shalom, and Fairy's Tale. Thanks for helping these teens skateboard across the multiverse. And after about a few minutes going through the sun beating upon your heads, there's suddenly a shadow going across all of you. Which is weird because you didn't see any clouds in the, in the sky last time you checked when you were looking around. I look up. As you look up, you see that the sun is blocked off by the massive form of, oh, a, a bird of some sort, you think. You can see a wingspan of some sort. Um, must be pretty close if it's that big, or, or it could just be that big. big. Is it ignoring us? Well, the fact it's coming closer indicates no. As, oh, com- no. as coming down, you see a giant vulture. Oh no! Oh, that's one big bird! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Podcast Network, where we're here in the world of slug blasting. In the game of Slug Blaster, you guys are playing teens in a universe where a transportation across the dimensions are possible. But these teens, well, they're bored teens living in a dimension that is rather boring and suburban, and but nothing exciting happens. Thus, these teens go out on adventures across the, the various universes on their kick-ass hover, hover, bi- uh, hover bikes or hover boards, uh, going across the universe, having weird adventures, and going through a bunch of differing dangers. But before we start out, we have to create these wonderful teenage characters. Oh, by the way, I'm here with... I'm Billy, and I'm playing The Grit. I'm David, and I'm playing The Guts. I'm Angela, and I'm playing The Heart. And I'm Dan, and I'm playing The uh, Chill. Nice. And as you can tell, these are various teenage stereotypes we're going to go through. Are we, or are we just like one teenager? Is this like a <laughs> sequel to, what's that movie, Inside? The, the one with the voices in the head. It's Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside Out. There. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, movie. no. Inside Out. Isn't that the... Uh... That's the, the Pixar film where they're... Oh, I thought that, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought that was... Uh, the other one was uh, when the teacher came out as gay. Outside In. That's Outside In. Inside Out. Or no, it's... No, out. that's In and Out. In and there Out. There we go. In and Out. Go. Yeah, with uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, okay, uh, Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. Great movie. Welcome okay, to Movie okay, Talk so... with Fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, this is like In, this is like in and Out. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so you guys have already picked your playbooks, which is the grits, the guts, the chill, and the, what was the fourth one? Heart. The heart. And now we're going to craft your style, what type of person you are. There's a, in this game, there's a list, uh, basically, this is what your character sort of looks like. Go ahead and pick a couple. I'm assuming you guys did. And you basically describe what type of character, what does your character look like from these descriptions? There's ripped, shoestring belt, technical, etc. Picking these two, what does your character look like? I love it. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, okay, I'll go first. I'm Dave. I am the Guts. And my character is vintage. He wears a waistcoat 
uh, and a long sleeve button down shirt that's rolled up to his mid forearms. He wears a uh, black skinny knit tie uh, and that is loosely that is loosely knitted and uh, tied around his neck and wears um, he wears tuxedo pants with the black silk line down um, the uh, the side uh, and he has a shaved head and uh, he also um, likes to modify his pants so that he has um, uh, so that he has uh, his left leg he is stitched red into the black of the tuxedo pants and he uh, yeah he calls his pants his uh, Carillion blood stripes and <laughs> He doesn't remember which movie that's from. Oh, you And he knows me. it infuriates people. You disgust me. Hey, everybody. Jar Jar Binks is the best character in Star okay. Trek. Okay. I'm playing. I'm playing. The, <laughs> this is this is Billy and I'm playing the Grit. Oh, he's also provocative. Uh, my character, he's very muscular. Uh, clearly someone who. But it's, a, it's the kind of muscles that come from digging ditches and not so much hitting the weight room. He's big. He's strong. Uh, and he, you know, he has a bandana around his forehead all the time. Some piercings and chains around, uh, you know, in his ears, on his neck. Uh, and uh, his clothes, is, clothes, they're poor. He is a somebody who just, he, he thrives on secondhand uh, secondhand, if not thirdhand, uh, donations. Uh, he wears uh, work boots all the time, jeans that are torn up, and a gray shirt that has its sleeves cut off. And on the in the middle of that shirt is a uh, a poorly dyed, uh, probably from a few donations ago, uh, skull and crossbones. And he's your basic person that when you look at him when you're in school, you probably think. Yeah, that guy likes to pick on people. Uh, so my character looks like she's been plucked from the 60s. She's uh, definitely got a hippie vibe going on. So she's very relaxed and her clothes are often handmade. She wears a lot of jewelry, but it's things that she made herself. Uh, so there's a lot of crystals and wooden beads, only from ethical sources and sustainable, uh, sustainable forest practices. And, you know, she just wants everything to be chill and positive. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I'm playing the chill. Uh, he is a slim man, uh, a slim young man with uh, just a huge mop of uh, unruly wild hair. Uh, that he usually hangs over pretty much most of his face, so you really only see his mouth and his nose at any given moment. Um, he's usually dressed in sort of baggy, oversized, really relaxed-looking clothes, uh, his pants barely held up by a shoestring belt, and uh, the everything he wears has either, uh, you know, the... the some kind of either you know weed leaf logo or or you know something related to the culture if you will uh he wears a little wristwatch that is permanently set to 420 and uh and usually draped around his neck is a sleeping ferret <laughs> nice with those descriptions our way we're going to talk about your family so is your family rich poor supportive metaterrestrial marginalized tell me about your family uh yeah, this is Billy. Uh my character, his family uh they're poor. 
Uh, he does have a little sister. Um, his father works just any job he can not get fired from uh, when he's not drinking, and his mother practically does the same thing, though she's a little bit more stable. She's been working at the local one of the local diners or restaurants for a couple years now. Uh, his little sister is... And him, like I said, they, they're poor. They live in what might be akin to a trailer home. Or maybe they've, like, progressed slightly more to, like, one of those trailers that's been built on. You know, we're, we're the nicest trailer in the trailer park, but that's not saying much. And uh, him and his mother get along fine. Him and his dad, or should I say stepfather, uh, they get along as well as water and oil and his stepsister, he very much is very protective of her because she is at least uh, seven years younger than he is. And he doesn't like anybody making fun of her stutter. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Dave again. And uh, my character, the, uh, the, the, the guts, comes from an unstable family. He comes from a family of screamers. Communication is often done uh, with a volley of of loud conversational tones and then often immediately makes the jump into complete hysteric screaming lots of shouting matches uh lots of slam doors he lives in a multi-generational home with um his uh grandmother and his grandfather passed away about a year ago and that is where he got many of his vintage clothes from and uh, he occasionally has uncles and cousins that stop in and there's a lot of family politics that makes it really difficult for him to identify with any of his family members and he's an only child. So he, yeah, so so there's really not a, a, a friendly face or a shoulder to cry on or a person to open up to because everything I'm going to do with a, a dead relative and a shifting of uh, head of family and also having to do with, to this day, like his will, it's all very political and it's all very shitty. And so his family is unstable. This is Angela and uh, my character's family is relaxed. Uh, she is the child of of hippies. So they are, you know, people that were probably a little late to be hippies, but, you know, they, they still uh, embraced the ideals and so they are they are relaxed about uh her her obsession with this style and her philosophy you know they're they're pretty on board with the philosophy of sustainable and peace and love and all of that uh and it's also a small family cuz you know you have to do your part to save the planet and part of that is having fewer children so she is an only child she lives with her mom and dad as for my guy, he is he's from a uh, Latino religious family, deeply, deeply uh, Catholic, uh, in that way that only only uh, Puerto Ricans and Mexicans usually know. Um, Man, this and, is a stretch uh, for you, Dan. Your drama yeah, bone's yeah. going to be <laughs> breaking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, it's 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 a big old family, and uh, and they disapprove heavily of. Uh, basically every aspect of his life uh for all effects and purposes um but uh but that doesn't mean he uh he loves his mother any less he still like spends every you know every weekend that he can with his uh with his family and uh you know, god save anybody who who's talks ill of them oh it's one of those families like i can call my son and tell him that he needs to do better but if you call him a loser you're getting a you're getting a shoe oh yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 
All right, with that out of the way, now we pick your signature device, your little special device that basically, uh, basically is your equipment that one of the big pieces of equipment you use for slug blasting. Each one has their own separate thing. There's a list uh, in the folder I got, gave you. So take a minute or two. Listeners, don't worry, I'm going to edit that part out of the long pauses as they look through it. And then you're going to describe your signature. And you're going to pick your signature, describe, uh, pick its uh, two flaws, as well, and yeah, pick, uh, describe it and it pick as two flaws. So we're going to go through that right now. Hey, everybody. This is Billy, and I uh, have even – oh, we haven't come up with names yet. Okay, so my character, uh, the his signature gear is a Nega Friction Sword, but it's not a sword. Uh, maybe at one time it was a sword, but right now what it looks like is a big wooden bat with a few nails hammered into the like one side. So the one side's very deadly and the other one's just bashing. Uh, it has bandage wrap around the grip that's dirty and it's torn, but there's a simple light switch that has been like glued or stapled to the side of this bat. And when you turn the power switch on, it vibrates and hisses and groans like a fridge that is just about to die. And uh, yeah, that's his thing. He it has turbo, it has nega friction field, it has a nega, nega friction wake, and his other items are just a peelback kit that his sister got him, uh, a pro camera kit because he needs to make sure he looks good for them likes, and some light armor, hoverboard, and of course his phone. This is Angela, and I have the reality cannon, which is a crystal. Uh, a Cramshin crystal, to be uh, specific. And as I mentioned, uh, she wears a lot of crystals and necklaces like that. So it fits right in with her usual aesthetic, although this would be the shiniest of the crystals that she is wearing at any given time. And uh, so it's awesome. It lets her bend reality. It's amazing. Uh, her other gear is she has a grappling hook, a backup portaling device, and a space-time amphimeter. She is always prepared for whatever weird stuff is going to happen, mostly how to get out of the weird stuff. Uh, hey, everybody. This is Dave, and the gut has uh, <laughs> wrote down your phone, which is weird. So check your pocket. I have your phone. Uh, no, the guts has the gravity beam. Because gravity, he was taught for his entire life, is a law. An irrefutable, unbreakable law. And damn it, he figured out, science figured out a way of how to break it. And then he took that way to break it and he stole it. So, dose crime. And the gravity beam manifests as tattoos on his hands uh, that he needs to utilize in a very... Uh, convoluted, which is the negative uh, quality to uh, the gravity beam, a very convoluted kind of self-handshake sort of situation in order to activate. Uh, but the upsides is it's 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 uh, it's uh, drawn on, or in this case, tattooed on. Um, in addition to that, he has uh, your phone, so check your minutes because that's going to be a factor. Uh, he has a peelback kit. Um, which I've been told is simply a way to exfoliate. Is that right? It's He's really concerned about his skin, so that's what that is. He has hacking tools, also stolen. Doesn't know what they do. Can't wait to use them. And a hoverboard that he is nicknamed Betsy, which is written in big letters across the top of it. And uh, Dan, again, with a chill in my 
super special item is the Voidware Backpack, uh, basically. High-tech back holding uh, with a pocket dimension that can store anything small than a person in there. And uh, might let me find common items in there with a roll. Uh, but he's also got it tricked out with the uh, Astral Intake add-on, which uh, lets him sort of reach into some of the extra hidden pockets inside and I get to roll to see if I have some kind of unique item from the, from the entire multiverse, like an anti-toxin alien life form or the exact key card that we need to get past something. Uh, the problem with it, though, is that it is uh, more than a bit awkward to use since uh, in order to unlock those extra pockets, he might have broken something inside. It just keeps growing and manifesting random numbers of uh, shoulder straps. Uh, so sometimes it's just got the two and that's fine, but sometimes it's got 28 and that's less fine. Um, the rest of his items is, uh, he's, he basically likes to style himself as a Zen samurai. So he has, uh, both a melee weapon and a ray gun. Uh, the ray gun looks like an old, uh, old Wild West six shooter, but, uh, in classic, old school sci-fi just shoots like these pew pew like little beams of light that are actually like a foot and a half tall and travel at a speed that can be seen and dodged by people unlike actual laser guns would be um and the other uh, the melee weapon is uh basically a collapsible uh, a collapsible katana like it actually folds down to look about as, as short as a dagger, but it is not a dagger at that point. It's just full of downing. He has to like flick it out, and then it works like a, like a high-tech katana. Um, and uh, the last item is he has a pack of uh, multiverse maps because, you know, he does have to get back home to mom. Uh, then we're going to church tomorrow. Is I'm curious, uh, do you have a pack of maps and also of prayer cards? So that you can, uh, like, study ahead of time? Oh, yeah, most likely. Do you have a Bible on you in your backpack? Oh, God, no. <laughs> cool. No, no, my, I, my mother would kill me if I ruined a Bible during one of these adventures. <laughs> so now we're going to go to, what's your character's name? Hey, everybody, this is Billy, and of course I am playing The Grit. And my character's name is, his name's Clint. And unfortunately, his nickname has, listen... He had to get a job at Burger Barn, uh, and Burger Barn for he had to get a job at Burger King, and they had to, they they didn't the, the guy the mascot you know that twirls the signs he got sick so I had to wear his outfit and you know they they called me the McKnight um, since then so I'm I'm also known as McKnight. Um, which is stupid because I, I didn't, I'm not working at Burger King. I'm working at Burger. I'm not working at McDonald's. I'm working at Burger King. Um, so yeah, I've just accepted. I'm I'm called McKnight. It's not the worst nickname, I guess. My character's name is Ashley Dorchester, but that doesn't really get to the essence of who she is. So she insists that everyone call her by her true name, which is Moonglow. Uh, hey everybody, this is uh, the Guts, and I'm no. Uh, my character's real name is uh, Demetrius Farr, F A R R, of the Farr family, uh, and he likes to go by the online handle of. I don't know, guys. Help me come up with a handle. I'm I'm not good at this part. Uh, I'm usually good at this part, but I want my friends to help me on this. You should one. call yourself Grits. 
Like you you wanted grits, you yeah. want you wanted it to be like your grits, but people think you're talking about the breakfast food. <laughs> grits. And she's like, no, like grit. I got, got a lot of grit. And you're like, grits. Grits. I love it. Oh, wait. I've got it. My character's my character's my character's handle is a throwback to 90s because of the belt he wears is an old Nintendo Entertainment System controller, and so he calls himself D-Pad, which unfortunately goes by the other nickname douchepad <laughs> and this is the chill his real name is esra with an s baker and uh his alias is ace ace all right we've got the names now let's quickly go through teams first go to page well there's no page numbers just go down to this picture of a pizza on this pdf and describe first your bonds Yep. Now, basically, as a group, decide what are the two uh, bonds that your teams that your team shares. Heart has final say. Boom. I mean, honestly, uh, shared heart. Uh, we all sound like we come from not great families, or mm-hmm. we all My sound family like- is amazing and supportive. <laughs> are they rich? Are you poor? No. You- I mean, we're, I think we're. I think we're all poor. Like I think we all talked <laughs> it over. Um, like, I think Angela's family sees themselves as beyond the need for money. Exactly. We are very charitable. So we have a lot of money. We just give it all away. I mean, Dan, you said you're, I mean, I don't know about your, you said you have a big family. I don't know if that means. Yes. Like, no, they're not rich. So yeah. I think shared experience is some, absolutely one of it. Shared like, experience. What's the shared experience? We are not the rich kids in school at all. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think na- natural chemistry. Yeah, I, think, I like You know, that. it'd be. You know, it'd be nice to actually play people who got along because I am tired of playing characters who are so disparate in their objectives and viewpoints. I think natural mm-hmm. chemistry and the shared experiences, we are the kids Go that hand in hand. Yeah. No, no. Usually we're the kids that usually end up in detention at some point. Oh, yes. Nice. I think we're really good at stuff that, you know what I'd like? Let's be really good at puns. We have like yeah. a running pun yeah. game going yeah. on. So or like, yeah. you know, we like, we, yeah, we bet like five cents on stupid bets and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe. We actually like each other. We do. We're, we're the, we're the, we come from detention. Hmm. We, did, we met in detention. I was bullying. I'm sure, Dan, what were you doing? Possibly 420-ing, smoking pot. Hmm. Dave, you're being a D-bad. D-bad <laughs> to the – yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, breaking yeah. in. And I, then, I, yeah, I got into like – I got into the teacher's lounge after hours and they got video of me. Because I didn't wear a mask because I didn't think they were smart enough to have video cameras. And, and Mooglo, you just do a protest every class. You're like, I'm uh, not- I I broke into the uh, the art class and I got red paint and I threw it on one of the popular girls who was wearing leather. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Mooglo, that's why we sometimes call you Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So, yeah. Right, so, detention. So, case. next. So yeah, so next is your two your hangouts. So the places you t- the places you two usually guys usually hang out. One has to be Burger Man. Burger Man. Burger Man. All right. Since Where you- we we I, we've got Have one person on that the works there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so instead of Burger King, uh, could it be called Burger King. Castle at least? Because Burger Castle. Sure. It is Burger Castle because I I am the McKnight, and it's like God, it's it's not McDonald's. <laughs> Maybe it got bought by Burger Man, and you're just you're just disgruntled. Like, man, this place was much better when it was a goddamn fiefdom. I'm saying, I'm just saying. Uh, and, and we need another before one? it was owned by yep. the man. Okay, so we have <laughs> Burger Castle, and then we like what's some? Should we have someone's basement? Like who? Who? Uh, someone's basement or garage or somewhere I we can a, go. 
Uh, yeah, actually, like a abandoned series of um of tree forts. Ooh, ooh, and which old... is actually something something that I had in real life back in uh, back in Maine. That we found a bunch dope. of abandoned tree forts. That sounds dope. Yeah, uh, my si- I have a, I have a younger sister, so we found some abandoned tree forts behind the trailer park, and uh, yeah, yep, we, we've made it. The our first own. thing you did was like tear down the boys only sign. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing is tensions. But from what I'm hearing from you guys, you guys basically lecture. So we're going to leave that for wait until later in case anything pops up. Mm-hmm. Now, your, what's your team brand? What's your thing that when you're on, online or discussing your, your slug blasting adventures, and this is going to be your, oh, by the way, this is going to be your first real solo slug blasting. Like you've been on other trips with people who have let you hang on or like figure out the basically, so you've been on one or two runs with help, helped by older kids or people who want to show you the ropes, but this is going to be your f- first real slug blasting as a team. So what is going to be your team's brand? Oh, I think underdogs. Well, I was going to say uh, weirdos because, I mean, we have running pun battles. <laughs> like, normal kids don't do that. So I was going to say I, that weirdos. I, I love the idea because I was gonna. I didn't see weirdos, so I was going to recommend, like, not professionals. Hmm. But weirdos is perfect. All right. Well, it's if you like, guys are voting for weirdos, yeah. weirdos, yeah. weirdos it is. Yeah. Okay. But we get to we pick still two. Be, uh, you can pick up to two. I want underdogs and weirdos then. Got I love it. it. I love As it. the guts, I will take it. That's okay. true. You've got final say. Yep. And then starting perk, you can pick either breathing mask, VIP entrance, or swag. What does breathing mask like? Basically, it allows you to go into dimensions that without breathable air. A VIP entrance is a... Uh, you have, I think, a key to a particular portal. What about VIP entrance? Like it doesn't say like it's an awesome entrance, but we 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 just have a one. We just know where one portal is. Like it's it it it's in the the alley behind Bed Bath and Beyond, and we call and, and our joke is always it's it's the Beyond. Actually, no. In this, actually, it's not a Bed Bath and Beyond in this universe. In this universe, it's actually a very fairly popular uh, like home maintenance as well as garden maintenance called Fences, Flowers, and Further On. There we go. So now the next part technically is unlike portal zones on the map, uh, basically because you guys have sort of general knowledge about the various uh, universes, how to get there. But I'm, what I'm going to say for interest sake is basically that uh, portal, that VIP, VIP uh, entrance in Fences, Flowers, and Further On is going to be your first portal. You don't know where it leads. Could be a world of uh, adventure. And can it gives you back me the op- up uh, for, the, uh, for the benefit of our listeners and talk shoot. about the multiverse map because I don't uh, know what that right. means. Sorry. Uh, on our list of here, there is a multiverse that we have in front of us. There is a map of the various universes the listeners, the players can go through. Places like the Golden Jungle, Dennis Spar, Vastiche. Uh, various places with various descriptions, and each of them very different and very full of adventure that the listeners can like look to. I wish I could show you the map, but I can't. It's a beta PDF. But basically, there's different locations the listener, the players can go to if they wanted to. It's remarkably like a flowchart, though, in the fact that certain... Um, so you cannot get to every universe from where you are. There are a uh, There's a, a railroad track, if you will, a hopscotch of different universes that lead to other universes. So the further you get away from home, the harder it seems like it'll be to get back is that accurate yeah essentially and the worst part is like the longer you're out of the universe there's always a chance you can get a peel back as we mentioned before basically the universe sort of forces you to go back to your home dimension which is extremely traumatic but that's the price for adventure so it's like jacking out and like like just you know like uh uh jacking out just pulling out the cord in shatterrun shatterrun or cyberpunk or stuff like that where you just kind of rip yourself out 
of uh, the Matrix. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so so there is a map, listeners, which is actually kind of cool. It's uh, reminiscent of some other games. It it reminds me of how the strain should be played that we don't. Um, and yeah, it's actually that's very cool. So if we have an objective in a faraway reality, we can get there, but it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking through some of the notes here on the multiverse, and they are fucking dope. Uh, nuclear winter badlands. Uh, a plane of fire with strange airships floating on updrafts. Uh, winged deer. A, a meadow with winged deer from streams and teams of wild pastel horses gallop over rolling hills. Personal favorite. Uh, uh, a bustling. Uh, wait, no. Ruins of an ancient civilization grown over by dense sparkling rainforest. Decommissioned Gundams sleep under blankets of moss. How do I get there? So it's a world of adventure. You'll find out. Yeah. Soon enough. So this right. this is exciting. Anyways. All right, with that out of the way, so we did that. We did portal zones. You have a now, as listeners in, they have a basic idea of what the various universes are all about. And we're not going to really go super into factions, but if you were going to play this game in a more like long mini campaign, because uh, the game is designed to be run for at least six or seven sessions, as the, basically the players are the slug blasters are doing their best to become the one of the most popular slug blasting teams in their little boring little universe. Do we have a team name? Do you guys have a team name? Oh, we have to have a team name? You have guys, to have a team why name. why did we not start with yep. this? What if it's like just here for the free food? <laughs> so whenever we show up like above some other hardworking team, it just says just here for the free food. I kind of just want to be uh, uh click this Wi-Fi mom. <laughs> this Wi-Fi spot mom. <laughs> Oh, That's it's the 90s, amazing. so we don't have, like, Wi-Fi, so, okay. No, there's Wi-Fi. Okay. Like I said, it's it's future, 90s aesthetic, but still future technology. Okay. <laughs> Just, what like, if what, wait, 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 what if it's, a, what if it's your name here? Ooh. And so, like, we never even filled in. <laughs> like, we were just so quick to get through the through the sign-up process, we didn't even fill in our name, and it just says your name here whenever we show up on <laughs> All right, so I got a, a laugh from uh, Dan for your name here. Mm-hmm. I got a disconcerted look from Billy and Angela, which is, I mean, part of the chorus. I might have been funny. I don't know. Um, I, I liked your name here. Sure, your name here. All right, so your name here for the name of your team. All right. All right, so factions. Yes, so there are various factions. We're not getting good in super, super detail, but basically each faction represents an aspect of this particular this particular world. Let me go skip, roll down to the various factions. Okay. So first off, the, the team, the various uh, uh, rival slug blaster teams, like the Jet Collective, Null Range, basically a bunch of teams who also want to slug blast and be the best slug blasters around your opponents. There is a faction of sponsors, people, people who want to, or corporations who want to give you money to show off their products as you basically cross dimensions. Cue the real big fish song sell out here. Mm-hmm. Next are authorities, organizations that want to sometimes want to stop you from slug blasting or want to help you or do their own thing. Like, for example, there's Drow, basically a scientific organization that studies these portals. Uh, Arborists, who, which is an ancient religion with that basically believe the universe is a great tree with many forking branches. There's an organization called Doorways, which is a parent group concerned about the negative effects of slug blast blasting on hill views which is where you comes from teenage population there is basically a slug blasting is sort of like the drugs and rock and roll of this universe Ooh, and there's shimmers the shimmers are a criminal organization that travel the universe stealing stuff yep oh go on um 
I, I love the fact that we can't get through a blades hack without dealing with the fucking drow again. Yeah. <laughs> is this just heart, but intergalactic? I'd, I'd play the hell out of that. And there's also the old guard, basically older people. T- uh, oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Uh, the thing about slug, uh, traveling between dimensions is uh, the difference between teenagers and adults. And why slug blasting isn't a common among the more adult population is that because teenage brains are still sort of plastic, they can go through rumors dimensions without many problems. They sort of just get a dopamine hit. Adults, when they travel, they need special equipment. Oh, God. Yeah. We are old and we are decrepit and cannot, we cannot leap in between lives like Sam Beckett. Yeah. So there's All a right. there's a faction called the Old Guards, basically 20-somethings who basically give you words of wisdom but can't no longer can slug, slug blast themselves. This is giving me the same feels as everyone else at a LARP scene in <laughs> when I would play a changeling. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my god, I, I get it now, y'all. All right. <laughs> yeah, the next faction are the list of crowds. The basically... Uh, in groups that basically love basically watching you guys do your thing like thrashers, heads, with nerds, athletes, aficionados, mavens, freaks, normies the group, the cliches in any popular uh, teen high school movie I okay so let's go with first of all let's talk about our crowd because I, I think that's a much more interesting do you guys would just want to go through factions since we have some time yeah I mean all right, got, you know what? like what say 15 minutes y'all yeah 15 minutes yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Right, you know what? Then we, you know what? We're gonna go through factions since we have a little time, listeners, and we're gonna see what happens. Uh, let's see. Scroll, scroll, scroll. The GM picks a faction that is already in your way. I'm gonna say doorways. Your parents do not want you to slug blast. Uh, is that a faction or is that a authority or is that the same thing? All of them. They're all the same thing. Factions are all that list. Everything I just mentioned before. Okay. They're just different. They're oh, just okay. categorized categorized differently. Got you. So in this case, it's doorways. Your parents groups that do not want you to uh, slug blast. And it's going to be minus one to your rep. Okay, now the Grit picks a faction they've been slowly befriending. Oh, it's me? Oh, no, it's David. Or am I the Grit? Oh, I'm the Grit. Dude, you're I'm the, grit. the Guts. Like, you yep. said you were the Guts before, and I thought, wait, what's going on? I'm sorry, you're yeah, right. You're, you're the Grit, homie. I'm the Grit, yep. I'm the Grit. Yep. Okay, so these are the people, a faction that we've been befriending? Yes, yeah, slowly befriending. Not necessarily like, but befriending. Uh, I like, I like the, uh, Ooh, okay guys. I'm going to, I either like the old guard. Cause I can imagine like some 26 year old, like mall cop telling us like, <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was sort of a big deal and like slurping from an old Julius. Uh, <laughs> but I also like the idea of shimmer, which is intergalactic thieves who ooh, okay. ask us, Oh yeah, I'm going with the thieves. That's better. I think okay. that shimmer, it's not so much I've befriended them as in, we've been uh, amendable to when they mm-hmm. want to ask if, us to pick up stuff. If, if we're going to be, ple- if we're going to be teenagers doing the thing that our parents don't want us to do, mm-hmm. we have to be friends with the exact people our parents have warned us about. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right now they're like, we don't know how bad shimmer is. Like we, mm-hmm. we think they're like, Oh yeah. Occasionally they just want us to steal stuff, but we do not realize that this is like the Colombian drug trade. <laughs> they have cut off people's heads. And we're like, really shimmer? Oh, no. They're so nice. They give us cigarettes. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. they, they sold us that red R2 unit, which had a busted, you know, power, mm-hmm. whatever. Exactly. Um, but it was pretty useful. And then they sold us that spice stuff that let us like, you know, breach the Veil beyond mm-hmm. space. Uh, so yeah, stand up people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say we, we've been befriending by Shermer, who we just think are cool people. Who you know, 
They're like one of those people that try to like uh, explain how, uh, you know, like, aren't you tired of the government taking your money? And we're like, yeah, yeah, that does without realizing. It's totally oh. Steve Buscemi in a hello fellow kids sort of moment. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it is totally, it is totally Steve Buscemi who, <laughs> who is like, hello, children. It's like, hey, Steve. The guts. Pick a faction that you've already annoyed. Boom. No, Jet Collective. Because they love slug, bas- slug blasting and want to share with others, but are quick to cancel anyone who steps out of line. Fuck them. Slug blasting can evolve. Slug blasting is not what someone else says. Slug blasting can be inclusive. Because who are they to say what is out of line? Last time I checked, that's what our fucking parents tell us. Do you want this to be minus one or minus two rep? Minus two. Fuck them. All right, I would two. just like to put in a good word for the freaks. They are mm. the weirdos, crusties, ravers, and neo-hippies. They think of slug blasting as a lifestyle and value originality, expression, and freedom. I think you, you're next. Let me scroll back up. Now, the heart picks a faction that a friend or family member is part of. So, Angela. Uh, so, a friend or family member... Yeah, and it can be a plus, a positive rep or a negative rep. Up to you. My parents would be the freaks since they're like the neo hippies. All right, freaks. Plus, I'm assuming plus one. Yeah. Okay, plus one. All right, the chill picks a faction they know from being in the right place at the right time. Plus one rep. Mm-hmm. Dan. Let me see. Let me see. Look at them again. I I like Wilkies. I really like Wilkies. Uh, they are the local, the local multiverse's largest confectionery and other foodstuffs company. Their pan company, Wem, Univer- Wem Multiversal, acquired Wilkies in a fun, militarized takeover to provide calories to their mega tower archaeology of passionately indentured citizens slash employees. Uh, they have an active presence in the Slug Blaster scene since launching their youth-targeted energy drink, Panic. Uh, I'm going to say that... Uh, uh yeah he he won like a uh i guess a local radio station kind of contest for a uh a year's supply of this energy drink and uh and uh once they kind of got a a, a whiff of his uh his slug blasting uh i guess uh intentions uh they're kind of you know they decided to maybe think about uh you know, possibly sponsoring them a little bit since uh, since they actually kind of they dig his style and they uh, they're curious to see where he goes. Interesting, I like it. All right, and then finally, the GM gets to pick any faction he wants. So one second, hmm. You know what, Dan? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna increase Wilkies to two. Oh yeah. You guys have a real good relationship, or at least you. Your yeah, your team has a real good relationship with Wilkies. They love giving you brand deals. We get we get uh, swag, we get parties, and an unlimited supply of panic energy drink, which, by the way, is terrible. I mean, we've <laughs> do, we've done slug blasting. This is not our first run, right? No, yeah, well, yeah, you've done it as part of other teams. Like so, basically, people led you on to like show you the ropes, but this is your official like as your own team. Yeah, maybe Wilkie's likes like Dan's because and because uh, you know he's gone viral because a couple times he's just like panicked after drinking something and he's <laughs> running for his life and he's like, thank God I got this panic because I'm feeling <laughs> panic. And so, and so like they're really interested to see if there's a possibility. Uh, so if we fuck up really bad and like just like barely get off, uh, get out of a situation, mm-hmm. uh, they really want us to say something like, thanks, thanks, that- that- thank God we panicked. 
Ezra Ace Baker is the reason they have their new slogan, which is things go bad, might as well panic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Things go yes. bad, might as well panic. Yeah. So they're thinking maybe, you know, since he's starting to get into slug blasting, they're like, maybe we could actually, you know, get these kids. This is our way in, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> May as well panic. All right. And what was the name of your team again? Uh, your, uh, name your name here. here. Your name here. And with that, we're effectively done. And you guys gave me a lot of material when we get back together. Hey, guys, this is once again Jesus of the Fanable Podcast. Uh, before we start it again, two quick notes. Number one, sadly, Angela could... Oh, this is a week after we did the character creation session. And sadly, uh, Angela couldn't make it to this particular game. We're all going to miss her. But don't worry, the rest of the crew is going to be here to try to play this awesome game from that uh, Grant, How Grant Howitt is letting us play. Number two... Uh, the week, like a couple of days after we got finished character creation, uh, our character creation se session, we got a new set of uh, rules from Mikey Ham with the new Slug, Slug Blaster Turbo Edition, which is basically sort of a quick start rules idea for one shots we're going to use. And also, it's been uh, this beta sort of has advanced the rules a little bit because, like I said, the game is still in beta. They're still working out the kinks. So we're going to be using these new rule sets. So if you notice some changes from what we talked about over the character creation last time, that's what's going to be. Hopefully it's not too much of a change. As far as I can tell, it's the same slug blasting that you would expect in any other adventure of being teens going, crossing across different dimensions having fun. So we'll see how it goes. I like how you said that as if we just are so familiar with slug blasting. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone has been a teen and traveled through dimensions on hoverboards, right? Yeah, of course. There's like a, there's a common denominator of slug blasting. I, th I think, <laughs> you know, all of our listeners will get that. Okay. All right. Then with that out of the way, we cross to another world. One could call it the most boring of the worlds in the multiverse. A world simply called No. Under this world of null, across the numerous countries and places, we come to one suburban town, a place called Hillview. Hillview, uh, looking at from afar and closing in through its numerous streets, diners, houses, is sort of like a, your perfect vision of 1990s suburbia. Uh, families living in homes, one or two schools, etc. Of course, there's some slight changes. With the regular cars and homes and nice screen TVs, there's also bits of, some would call, out-of-place technology. Yes, the guy has a pickup truck, but it has a interdimensional Wi-Fi receiver. Yes, someone has a home with uh, a pool, but of course the pool also floats a meter off the ground. Minor things, but still, it feels like the 1990s. Because it's a world where multiversal travel is possible, although it can be considered very dangerous. Which is why adults have to wear special equipment, and it's important to travel in safety. But teens, well, teens want adventure. Teens want excitement. And teens get bored. So we travel. First to the first home. And it's a Sunday. And on that Sunday, a car pulls, out, pulls up on a, on a fairly uh, average-sized home. And out comes uh, two peop uh, several people. The first notable is... Maria Santa Maria Mateo and Jose Arias Mateo of the Mateo family who have just come back from church. All their children, including one important one for this story, are coming out. And as they're coming out, they look back. Maria looks back at one of her boys, looks down at Ezra, and goes, ¿Qué es eso? What's that? Well, What's that on your pants? What's that on your Sunday pants? 
the... He just looks down. Mm -hmm. You see something poking out of your pocket. Something very familiar that you thought you had shoved there properly. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Gasol. What is that, Gasol? I don't... Damelo, Damelo. Give it to me. Damelo. Mommy. And yeah, reach into the pocket. Pull out. She snatches the joint out of your hand. Yeah. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? This is as dangerous as as those those trap those what was it called that you do slug blasting? This is as dangerous as slug blasting. You you know what happened if you do the two together? You die. I saw it in a commercial. You see the I commercial know. where they see, where the father goes up I, and goes has, sees he goes with the hoverboard and the weed and you know what he says? How do you know this? And the, and the son goes, I learned it from watching you. I don't want my son to die on me. You okay? Are you, do you have any more? Did you have any more? No, mommy, mommy, it's not even mine. It's not I even was holding it for a friend because I didn't want him to get in trouble King. because he's King. been doing this stuff. And I'm, 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 I, look, I, I, I've learned my lesson. I'm trying to help my friends. She looks at you and she looks at uh, her husband. Do not see that. Eh? And you see her, your dad going like, now your dad's a tough customer. Like, you don't know much about his history, but you're pretty sure he killed the guy in the old country. But looking at his mom, at your mom, he goes, Oh, mira tiempo, I gotta go. Oh, and he just walks, slowly walks to the house. <laughs> I learned it from watching him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks back at you and mumbles like stitches get stitches. <laughs> That's one lesson I learned from the old country. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, okay, okay. I know you want to go out with your friends. I'm going to let you. But next, when you, when you come back, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, man. Okay. Yeah. Get out. Go change. I don't want you going out with your friends in your clothing. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and off he goes. All right. And you go change and get on your hoverboard and zoom off. Yeah. The camera shifts across a, another part of town, zooming down to an even larger house. And one would almost call it a mansion, except... It belongs to, it, well, it used to belong to someone that lived there a while ago. It used to, the house used to belong to an older gentleman by the name of Stephen Farr, who died a few years ago. And as sad as that is, what's worse is the fact that his will is still under contention. So currently, the house is still owned by Rubia Farr, uh, his wife, and grandmother to our character, uh, Demetrius. And in the house, besides the grandmother, besides Demetrius, are a total of about five or six uh, aunts and uncles and their kin, their children, screaming about the house, the family screaming at each other. They're screaming about something minor. You think this time it's about like someone didn't set the coffee right or maybe someone didn't put a knife away, but that's not the real core. You know what the real core is. The will is still under contention. People are still screaming about who deserves what. This is just another excuse to yell at each other. And from your room, you hear... I told you it belongs in the left side, not the right side, because I'm freaking left-handed. It's inconvenient for me to have the knife on the right side. Well, maybe if you were normal like me and had a, you were right-handed, maybe you would deserve the money. I mean, maybe the knife would be fine. And I check my pocket and roll my eyes and turn up my headphones. And then I realize it's empty. And then I think, and I, 
audible or like vis- visibly in front of the camera mouth where it's like, where's my joint? And then I look <laughs> over and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Ezra, you <laughs> I got to go get my joint. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, camera pans up and it is a, um, it is a lanky Caucasian 16 year old with a shaved head and uh respectable ish five o'clock shadow of a uh, blonde hair and he's um he is currently finishing buttoning up a waistcoat and he has like a long black uh long sleeve shirt underneath he's basically dressed kind of like a very fancy goth or undertaker take your pick so he's got like a black tie black shirt black waistcoat with some like purple insignias on it uh details black slacks and combat boots uh with uh actually uh dress shoes with um uh spats on them and he's looking at an open window in his bedroom his bedroom's got posters and you know some uh old uh movies dvds and vhs and stuff like that and he's looking directly at the open window which is billowing wind in flapping the uh, the shades around and he puts on a pair of fingerless gloves and clenches his hands, closes his eyes and just starts to make a run for the open window and swan dives out of it, eclipsing himself uh, over or yeah, showing his uh, silhouette over a tree three stories up plummets downwards and then in one fell swoop reaches uh, into his backpack that he had sung over his shoulder, takes out his hoverboard and like overarches it. So it like pushes away from the from the ground all at once, shorts, and then he lands safely to, uh, on the on the ground uh, and checks the hoverboard. It says 15.6 feet till uh, termination. And he's just like, I could have I could have survived seven. And he walks off as you're. Uh, walking off, the camera zooms actually back into the house through the screaming people. You see one of the, actually one of the, several of the cousins banging your doors like, hey, let me in, let me in! And, and as you're jumping out, there's a snapshot of your grandma just calmly drinking some coffee as people are screaming around, looking out the windows, seeing you clearly step, uh, jump out and go like, if to be young again. <laughs> as she pours like coffee brandy into her coffee. <laughs> mostly so brandy. Mostly, yeah, mostly brandy. brandy. <laughs> I guess she pours she pours coffee into her brandy. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's that flavor? Yeah. Uh, okay. The camera zooms out of that humongous house. Oh, right. My, my name is Demetrius <laughs> D-Pad Lens, by the way. <laughs> Forgot that part. Yep. No problem. The, zam- the camera zooms out of the house, zooms to another part of town, closing in on what is a, could affectionately be called a trailer house. Not trailer house. I'm sorry. Uh, zooms a trailer. Da- yeah, that's a trailer. It goes down to what is effectively could be called a trailer. A large trailer. Uh, f- enough to fit a family of three. Uh, sorry, a family of four. Inside is a older woman, a uh, name of Mary Higgins, uh, the mother of our main char- character, Clint Higgins. And she's doing her best doting, uh, basically helping, uh, cleaning up some of the dirt that has landed on Clint's younger sister. What's her younger sister's name? Marsha. Marsha. And what is... Uh, Clint doing in the trailer right now as your mother's doting on your sister. 
Uh, Clint is leaning back against the refrigerator as his sister, who is about seven years old, is sitting on top of the counter as the mom cleans her uh, via like rag and the sink. And she is covered in muck. And the mom's saying, like, I don't even know how. So you're saying the neighborhood kids threw mud at you? And she looks her eyes slowly towards Clint. And Clint, with steely eyes, just kind of nods his head once, twice. And she looks back at her mom and says, yeah, all those neighbor kids are so mean to me. And it's so unfair just because I'm a girl and I want to play Slug Blaster with them. And they just, mom, it's no fair. And, of course, the mother, she just eats it up. Yep. And as that's actually happened, you hear a, a car coming towards the trailer. Oh, Clint rolls his eyes. Yeah. He knows who's a, yep. who this you is. Hear the, you hear a, the door slam of a car. Steps coming up to, to the trailer. Door opens. And you see uh, you see Bill. Bill Barr. Uh, slowly walk up. Bill Barr, by the way, still annoyed that Mary hasn't taken his name, but he's fine. Walks in. <clears throat> Was wrong. And Mar- and uh, Mary explains, like, well, maybe you shouldn't play slug blasting then. Oh, get off her back, Bill. What? It's a dangerous thing. She's a little girl. She could get hurt. Oh, you were sorry. supposed to be a brother and protector, right? Well, yes, I'm her brother. And you're not her dad. I, I mean, th- I think we need to re- clear oh, that fuck. up. We're going to have this freaking argument again, oh, huh? Jesus Christ. I Every- am the authority figure in this house. And as long as you're in this Clint trailer. Clint is walking away and he swipes Where are you at- walking? Hey. He swipes at his uh, hoodie nearby and throws it over himself, and mm. he's in torn jeans, combat boots. He's just wearing a wife beater that is dirty from probably a job that he has. He just throws the hoodie off, uh, mm. throws the hoodie on, and walks past Bill, shoulder bumping him as mm. he passes. Yep. And as you walk uh, up, you hear him say, "You say that's be- to Mary, that's because you spoil the boy." And uh, I grab my – I kick the door shut as I leave the trailer, uh, reach under the the trailer itself, feel around, and then I pull out a small bag. Uh, I open the bag up, and inside it looks to be an old, worn baseball bat. Half of it is covered in nails, and the other half is just completely barren, save for a couple chips in the wood. And then he reaches deeper into the bag and pulls out. Uh, it has to be second hand, maybe even third hand hoverboard. He throws it on the ground and instead of like, you know, hovering over the ground, it just collapses on the ground and he groans and he kicks the side of it and there's a and it finally launches up and he hops on top of it and with a clank and a clatter, it boom and like jolts him forward and he is heading off, getting away from Bill, getting away from his mom. Uh, he tosses one glance out uh, back towards the trailer and catches Marsha looking at the window and uh, for the first time he offers her a smile and she returns it with a big grin on her face and he gives her a, la- a lazy salute and as it goes back into the trailer and Bill has left the mom alone uh, uh the mom looks towards Marsha and says well you know what you deserve because those guys were mean in ice cream and sh- and as she looks away you look you see in Marsha's face that was the plan the entire time <laughs> As she lights the joint that she stole from your bag <laughs> that was stolen from Ezra that was borrowed from me. It's amazing. And yeah, Clint is heading off. He's going to look for his friends. Mm-hmm. I 100% right. believe that your your uh, hoverboard, when you kick the side of it, goes like old timey, like. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. 
It just needs some love. Yep. It's the yeah. It's the it's the um, uh, what's that buggy? Uh, Bernie buggy? What's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, the buggy that uh, uh, the couple movie Herbie. Yeah. No. Oh, yes. right. It's a Herbie of co- of hoverboards. Yeah. Uh, it, that's. It, <laughs> it really looks like I just tore the very front off of Herbie, and I'm writing that. Nice. But it's covered nice. of stickers. Oh, nice. My own design. Nice. Well, most of them. A few of them Marsha put in. Mostly ponies. <laughs> I, I at least put devil horns on those, okay? <laughs> so those are devil pegasus. <laughs> now they're my little bronies, Marsha. It's cooler. <laughs> and you all head off. I'm going to assume towards the... the basically, uh, there's a section of the town, of the small forest area, where you discovered some abandoned tree forts built who knows how long ago. That you're all traveling to. Yeah. Cool. And that's where you all meet up. Uh, one of the largest of the tree forts. Uh, so it's all in like the middle of the woods? Exactly. Or something like that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, if this was any other game, I would be like, I do not go there. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? That is how we get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, y'all show up and uh, Demetrius is already there. Uh, inside of the uh, inside of the the biggest tree fort, which the tree forts look remarkably like the huts from uh, Star Wars with the Ewoks. Uh, you know, the superior, the the most superior of the original three films um, before they perfected it with um, Jar Jar. Okay. And a statement that Demetrius will die by because he knows it bothers everyone. And he is currently wrestling with an audio cord going from his phone into an old crackly speaker as he's trying to get generic punk music A uh, to to play. What's the name of the punk band that Demetrius is desperately trying to get into? Uh, desperately trying. Desperately trying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And as you are uh, plugging away at that you know, trying to get desperately trying up on the speakers. Uh, my Clint's hoverboard kicks out and he's marching towards these uh, old abandoned tree forts and his boots steps on top of an old sign that says like proclaims that this used to be an attraction to some forgotten amusement park that was like really cheap back in the day, probably in the like 10, 20 years ago, this was actually a fairground, uh, but he just ignores it, keeps walking and he gets to the ladder and starts climbing it up. And as he gets to the hatch, he hammers on it with his baseball bat and says, little pig, little pig, let me in. Uh, not by the hair of my chinny chinny chinny. Demetrius opens the door uh, without, without looking. Hey, McKnight. Sup, and he launches himself in and just kind of like leans back, reaches into his boot and pulls out a a cigarette because if I know anything from the 90s, cool kids smoke cigarettes. Yes, that's (laughs) definitely changed. That has definitely changed since we were teenagers. Yes, yes. (laughs) And he leans back and just kind of uh, ignite. He leans back and instead of uh, actually lighting the cigarette, he grabs the butt and twists it. And that seems to, like, start some sort of ignition in the tip, and he takes a huff of it. If I can't make up items for a somewhat super uh, super futuristic 90s, I will be damned. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, thinking about that, Demetrius turns around, looks at the cigarette, and looks back at uh, Clint Higgins. So, um, did the... Uh, so did the naming department get back to you on changing your name to uh, Ignite? Because I thought that was a pretty dope idea. Oh, fuck. Um, 
just to meet D-pad. Fuck off. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a, it branding would be. I would do anything to have a different name than the McKnight. Okay. I do one time as the mascot for Burger Castle and you guys dubbed me the McKnight. So if you want to seriously change my name to Ignite, I will take it. How about it? Can we put it to a fucking vote? It's not up to me. It's up to the fans. You've oh, got fuck. followers now. I don't you got can... followers, okay? You got followers. Uh, Ace got followers. I'm just the big lug hag that everybody makes fucking memes about because I have a burger face, apparently. That asshole will give you trouble at home again. Yeah, Bill's a fucking asshole. Yeah, Bill is a fucking asshole. He, uh, Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. He's the authority figure and I should respect him. Yeah. <laughs> got his authority figure right here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where the hell is Ace? So right around then, the camera shows outside what appears to be uh, a riderless board uh, hovering about six feet off the ground and just gliding real slow towards the uh, the entrance (laughs) of the hideout. And as it glides, the board starts to hover. Now, this is one of those nice, big, wide sort of cruiser boards. You know, the, 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 uh, anybody who's seen, uh, you know, who knows anything about surfing, like, say, not me, uh, would probably be able to identify those, like, just big, wide kind of surfboards, uh, surfboard almost. Uh, and, uh, and as the board lowers down to, to ground level, we see a uh, you know young Latino man uh, dressed in rather garish, uh, you know, green, red, and uh, yellow clothes, uh, all kinds of baggy, and uh, just laying back on the board, taking us to the biggest rip off of a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> there's you know cloud rises up as the board lowers itself down and just as it was about to touch the ground he just kind of uh, spins over sits and just effectively stands up without like just pours himself off of the board kind of uh until he comes to a standing position and takes a few chill steps forward then uh kind of hangs on the side of the door a hey. How long y'all been here? Ace. Where's my weed? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he looks down at the joint in his hand, gives it a thoughtful puff. Hell if I know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, listen. Um, I'm glad we are here. Uh, got something to bring up before we talk about where we're gonna go for our next uh, for our next stream. Okay, before we get, uh, can we seriously have a vote to see if we could change my name to Ignite? Okay. All right. So all those in favor of voting on that now say aye. Aye. All those. All those opposed, and we'll talk about it later. Say nay. This is bull. This is this is bull. You know this. You know. We're not saying we're not going to do it. We're just like we got other. Let me look at the syllabus. Like there's a lot of shit going on. I am changing that fucking charter one day. When you guys are sleeping, I'm going to come here and change it and make sense of this because you mm, is bull. All right, all right, but you're going to have to get a different decal uh, and like logo for the camera. Ed McKnight. We already paid for it. Very paid for it. It looks it looks pretty good. 
And it just like cuts to like what my logo is, and it's just like a, the Hamburglar head on top of my body. <laughs> and, I just, and then it returns to me, and I'm glaring. Wow, there's a lot of sirens going on. The fuzz is here, quickly, Ace. Well, where's Angela, and why are there so many sirens? <laughs> this will be my last. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, okay. Here's the thing. So I was doing some research, and it turns out that. There are certain things you can do when you're when you're getting your streams so that like the algorithm will reward you with like more money for ad revenue if you get ads. And one of those things is not swearing. Oh, and then it just says like there's just a like a it shows an outer shot of the entire thing and there's just one elongated f word <laughs> and like a bunch of it's like the entire forest and a bunch of uh like crows fly out from the trees <laughs> as you scream and it goes back to me and i'm taking a, 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 a drag of my cigarette and say i got it out of my system okay cool because i th- i think that'd be good for us you know it would show show people that you know like sponsors that were serious and then we can go back to swearing all kinds of stuff you know, uh, just one one shot, I think. So, where do you guys want to go tonight? Uh, well, actually, uh, I actually might have something. So, uh, Jesus, do you want me to just wing yeah, this? Yeah, wing it. I actually might have something. So, you know how, I'm, like, they have me digging ditches now for that, like, uh, that uh, company, you know? Down, down, uh, down in the east part of town. Well, I'm uh, digging. Yeah, yeah, the limestone people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm digging, and the and my boss calls me in. So I go in there thinking I'm fired, and that's okay with that because the guy's the asshole. But then he's all like chummy with me, and he says like he he heard that I'm a slug blaster, and I'm like, well, I don't want to brag. And he's also said that you know he saw some of my stuff, so you know he's not an asshole anymore. So we sit there. The guy actually gives me a beer, so we're drinking on the job, which is awesome. And I think made the entire time I'm thinking this is a trick. This guy. Is going to look, you know, try to get me drunk and then he's going to fire me for drinking. But no, no, he's cool about it. And then he says that he heard that there used to be a VIP doorway that no one knows about, that it used to be like a big deal back in the day, like during his time, but it's been forgotten. Like no one's used it in a while. And he said it leads to some sort of desert stuff. But he says, get this, get this, he'll give me the VIP directions if. You know, apparently uh, there's some glowing thing on top of a pyramid there, and, and no one else is there. It's just glowing there. It's like some sort of crystal catching the the sun and shit. If I bring that back to him, and if I could bring that back to him, you know, then he won't tell anybody else about the VIP entrance. It's it's going to be our personal entrance into the uh, the whole thing, and and that's like a huge deal. Like you know, only some of the, you know only the experienced uh, slug blasters get that. So I said sure. So uh, he, he gave me the information. Now, no, no. The deal is we have to get him that crystal like within the next 48 hours, because if we don't, well, then he starts telling everybody about this VIP entrance and then we have to actually share it, which is bullshit. But I mean, how hard could it be to get a goddamn crystal, right? Yeah, I mean, I think probably I'd have to take a look at this pyramid, but we could probably do some. Dope ass tricks off of a pyramid. Oh, 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 oh dude, we could super, we could superimpose it with like that song, like you know, walk like an Egyptian. Egyptian, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, and the and like the final shot can be all of us, like just 
fucking ripping an ollie off of the top of the pyramid and we can get some sort of like drone shot so that we can freeze frame it and then put it over the all-seeing eye of the dollar bill. Oh, 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 okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. So once we do this mission, though, since I got us maybe this VIP thing, I th- I seriously want to have that vote about changing my night to ignition. My okay. name to ignition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We do this. We talk about that idea. Okay. Cool. You you cool, Ace? You, this sound good to you? Yeah. While well, all this discussion was going on, Ace had managed to pull out what appears to be a five foot tall bong out of his otherwise small backpack. Uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm down for that. Yeah. Cool. It's like while we're talking, there's just the sound of a rivet gun in the background. Like, <laughs> you're, we- you're basically like wearing an Iron Man suit of bong now. <laughs> Iron oh. bong. I am high, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, Clint's all excited about it. He stands up and he pulls out like... Uh, he stands up and he taps the side of his watch and it kind of, you know, fizzles out a little bit. Then he bangs it a little bit harder and a holographic projector pops up uh, and it's like a quick note scribbled uh, with directions towards wherever this VIP thing is. He doesn't know where this VIP thing is yet. He actually didn't follow the directions, but, you know, how hard could it be? And, you know, it's actually in the basement of fences, flowers and further. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, anybody ever been to the, like this fences, flowers and further? Uh, played for a job there once, I think. Oh. <laughs> I only ever made it as far as the flowers. Okay, well, you know, how further can it be? How how further can further be? Okay, let's go. And yeah, Clint is grabbing his bag, grabbing his hoverboard, and he's climbing down uh, to get to the ground. He's excited. Hell yeah. After a second, he screams, come on! Do we have a name for our character, uh, for our group? Yeah, you called yourselves the Your Name Here. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name again? Your name here. Oh, jeez. He says Not, he. But like my, uh, but like my character like grabs a, um, grabs a rope and lowers himself down uh, on it. Not your name, you know, because your name is McKnight and that we wouldn't want that name. Mm. <laughs> hey, Ace, don't forget the t-shirts. Yeah. And Ace like, you know, opens up his backpack again. Checks it. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure they're in there. All right, <laughs> Demetrius. D-pad looks over at McKnight and says, "I think Ace is going to be forgetting a lot of shit today." <laughs> so as we're like, as we're heading towards fences, flowers, and fur- further, and further. Yep, uh, we're slipping on our t-shirts, which are the most lamest t-shirts you have ever seen in your entire life. They first off, the coloring is. Have you ever seen a yellow highlighter? It's blinding. <laughs> it is blinding, but that was the cheapest color we could get at the uh, T-shirt hut. And uh, the person who actually did it for a discount was uh, one of Ace's friends, which was incredibly high at the time. So most of our shit is spelled wrong. So <laughs> mine is called uh, Mickey Knight. Uh, D-pad, what are you named? It's like D-Luxe. D-Luxe. <laughs> it's like a local DJ's name that I had to like black out with my own with my own spray paint. Yeah, we, we sharpied our actual <laughs> names on it. Yep. Ace. Ace just says Ace, except the E just keeps going. It's Ace. Yeah. <laughs> this was the best out of 16 t shirts I made for you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Love. fell asleep while, while sending. 
Whatever, man. We love you, Doobie. <laughs> yep. And you guys uh, continue going to the other side of town towards uh, f- Fences, Flowers, and Further, which you know is sort of like a, well- a Walmart-sized building full of various uh, lawn and uh, house uh lawn house and fence repair and refurbishment and all that stuff because as you know your most of your world is just suburbs so they make a lot of business cool is it fancy or is it like we it's not gonna look weird if like uh no it's it's not gonna it's not gonna look weird if you guys walk in like it's like like a walmart what's the worst you've seen in walmart you're it's you guys okay everybody (laughs) take off your shoes so yeah we walk right in Mm -hmm. and uh you know, Clint does that thing where he acts like he stops occasionally and looks at stuff as if to say, like, ooh, maybe I want that. And then when he notices no one else is looking, he's going to keep on work, uh, working and following the directions that was given to him. Yep. And you take an escalator down to the first floor. The first floor, of course, is uh, just random kitchenware and stuff like that. And you go to uh, the back. Where the hell's the fences, he says. <laughs> as they just first floor kitchen. He's like, that's not part of the deal. <laughs> 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 You lied to me. <laughs> Flowers is just like, you know, a giant rave. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> That's, we got, yeah, we go to further and it's just two guys playing Russian roulette. With like <laughs> blindfolds on like, whoa. Okay. Sadly, this is the most accurate of the three so far. This is much further than I thought it would go. <laughs> and you go back and uh, you eventually, because of the tech you guys have, detect the thin wall. The thin wall rea- within reality, and you know that the portal is there. And where is there? Like mm-hmm. we're we're following it until we, you know, we have those watches, and it's very much like aliens, mm-hmm. like beep beep yep. beep beep. And you beep, go to beep, a beep, wall beep, full beep. of blenders, and it's, and actually, and basically, it's a wall full of just random blenders, and it points to it, the biggest blender available, about your size. Oh, it's it's probably like this display. It's not a real blender. No, it's a it's, it's, like a, it's a display blender. Yes. I oh, I kind of look around and I like you know open up like the plastic mm-hmm. uh, cup that you know it's really easy to open up peel open so I, I peel it open and then I lean back as I like I, I cough and I'm like there's a lot of dust in here they don't yep. even clean oh yep. <laughs> yep and it's pooling with dust and as you move your hand in you feel you see your hand disappear for a second and come out oh guys 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 uh, get the cameras here get the cameras okay but remember the second we start rolling. No swearing. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I got this. Shit. Okay, cool. Three, five, four, three. You started on three. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go, 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 go. And action. Yo, hey, everybody. This is your buddy, the McKnight of your name here. And uh, first off, thanks for catching us. I want you to smash that like button immediately before I bash your head in. Now, we got some real exciting news for you because we just got a VIP access to the danger zone. Now, uh, I'm joined with uh, Ace right here. Ace, say something to the people watching. What up, what up, what up, buddy boys? Yes! And of course, uh, holding the camera behind you, uh, uh, turning around, is our friend D-Pad! Hey, what's up, everybody? Can't wait to do this thing. Okay, now uh, just uh, sit back, relax, and uh, don't do this at home unless you're badasses like uh, we are. Okay, and he salutes with his bat and just kind of falls backwards into the <laughs> wall. It'd be great if you... <laughs> 
if you fall back into the wrong one and you just smash against a wall of blenders like, ah, not like this! No, like this! No, not like the fortune teller said! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fall back mm-hmm. and I go through the invisible barrier. Okay, the rest of you? How do you dive in? I thought you were supposed to say, rest of you, how do you die? Yeah. Like, oh! Uh, old and happy at yeah. home. Yep. The door, the, the portal opens up right into a, the lava pit. <laughs> and the lava says, easiest job I've ever had. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to motion to Ezra to, uh, for Ace to go next. Yep. Ace, go. Uh, Ace turns around, takes another like, super long drag of his joint, and then Have you been smoking that moment. inside the entire time? Oh yeah, we gotta go. He's all like, he's like, like, fire alarms start blaring, and then just like lets out a smoke ring that, due to the way the portal works, quickly grows to about the size that he can step right through it (laughs) and through the portal. Yep. All right. Okay. Here we go. What are you kids doing back there? Oh, nothing. Breaking space time. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they just see the, the camera just jumps through. Yep. Uh, the scene quickly shifts. First to Clint, who, as we recall, steps back into the portal, and his back his back hits hard sand, and sand just basically covers you. Cool. It's extremely I make, loose. I make, I make a sand angel. Out co- next comes Ace, just stepping through, still smoking that joint. And next out comes D-Pad. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you still rolling? You still rolling? Hey, D-Pad. Yeah, yeah, D-pad. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Clint stands up and then looks, uh, points down towards his uh, sand angel and says, uh, this is all for the ladies out there who are always with me because they're my angel. Fuck. Can we cut this? Can we cut that? We have to. You just swore. Oh. Okay, take two. Hey, everybody. This is the McKnight, and we are here in <laughs> Sandland. <laughs> And he's going to spin around and for and actually take the moment to actually look around and see where he's at. Because at no point did he ever do that. He was literally setting up the shot. It could have been like a bunch of sandworms coming towards him. And be like, oh, shit. Yep. And then he'd be like, oh, wait, I just cursed. And then they eat me. But yeah, he's actually going to look around to see what's going on. Look around. You just see endless. At first, you just see endless plains of sand and just some high uh, sand dunes. But further off, you think maybe a mile or more away, you see... Most of what looks like a large black pyramid. And at the top, there seems to be a, some sort of glowing light that pierce, seems to pierce the heavens. Ooh. I think, hey, hey, you think that's the place? Yeah. You guys, you guys figure that out on your own clumber. Ugh, okay, screw. Mm-hmm. What's that? What? Sorry, what? So I, I like point the camera right at McKnight's face. What was it? <laughs> Sorry, what? I just kind of glare at him and then push him back with the butt of my uh, bat. And then I look towards Ace, hoping he remembers. Uh, and I say, like, wow, I'm really thirsty. And I look towards Ace again. Because didn't you have something to do with, like, some sort of energy drink, Ace? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, had a, yeah, you had a brand deal with, uh, yeah. what was the name of that brand? Sorry. Uh, Wilkie's. The Wilkies. energy drink company. Yeah. And you had a, you had a slogan. Things go bad. Might as well panic. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's like panic. It's like, I don't know, I mean, it's never too early to, and he pulls a, a can out of out of uh, one of the baggy pockets uh, on, in his pants, and there's a can of panic right there, like, never too early to panic. <laughs> and then my my character hits his watch, and there's like a, 
You can tell the world you never shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he hits it a few times, you know, it goes into I saw the sun. <laughs> and he finally shuts it off and looks at him and says, If you tell anybody, I'll kill you. In the meantime, as soon as uh, as soon as the camera is off, like he was like uh taking taking a drink, and as soon as the camera's like <clears throat> he spits stuff it out. Is foul. <laughs> okay, go okay. Let's go, guys. Uh okay. And let's uh, let's ride, he says, trying to sound cool, but, you know, it's Clint. And he throws his hoverboard, you know, like one of those cool people do in, like, every futuristic thing. They throw it forward and then dive on it, but he just throws his forward, and it falls right into the sand <laughs> and lays there. And he's like, ugh. Then he nudges it a few times with his boot, and it finally, and he gets back up, and he climbs on, and then he fires off and flies off. Solid. Uh, and uh, Ace, your board is, like, super wide. Yeah, it's like a super wide, just cruiser kind of board. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like one of those ultra-long um, uh, skateboards now. Yeah, they're, they're, like it's basically a, a small surfboard. You yeah, know? guys, yeah. they're called longboards. I don't know if I have to be the one to tell That's you That's the one. Yeah, I, yeah no, I was not a skater. <laughs> I was I, not. <laughs> I should have I should have known that, but yeah, yeah. – uh, Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'm bad at a lot of things. Uh, yeah, and uh, D-Pad gets on his board, which is uh, retro. Mm-hmm. It's uh, super old school looking. Oh, is it um, like Michael J. Fox's? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like a thousand different references all tied into one. It's basically the um, Ready Player One of hoverboards. <laughs> uh, it's like it does the entire loop. It goes from like referential to shameless, embarrassing, right back to cool. Because it's just so it, – there's like every inch of it is so referential. So I'm guessing that instead of it actually humming as you ride it, it just plays Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Yep. laughs> and you guys board off towards that pyramid. And after about a few minutes going through, the sun beating upon your heads, there's suddenly a shadow going across all of you. Which is weird because you didn't see any clouds in the in the sky last time you checked when you were looking around. I look up. As you look up, you see that the sun is blocked off by the massive form of, oh, a, a bird of some sort, you think. You can see a wingspan of some sort. Um, must be pretty close if it's that big, or, or it could just be that pig. Big. Is it ignoring us? Well, the fact it's coming closer indicates no. As, oh, go- no. as coming down, you see a giant vulture. Oh, no. Oh, that's one big bird. And Clint is pulling out his nail bat. And on the very side of the nail bat is a very small light switch. And he just flicks it on. And very much like his uh, hoverboard, there's a... It starts like sounding like a, a dying refrigerator for a second until it finally starts having like a... a, 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 a like a revving of an engine and his bait and his bat is like uh, shaking until it starts taking on kind of the energy form of a nega, a nega friction sword. Oh shit. Oh shit. Everybody get ready and make sure to film. God damn it. Clint, I was filming and you swore. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) As it dives down, what do you guys do? I guess Clinton's getting ready to batter up. Okay, give it a swing. As the creature dives down, let's say at you. Great. Uh, let me see. 
McKnight is going to like act like he's going to batter up. And as this thing gets closer and closer, it's talons opening up. He's going to take a step forward as if he's going to swing. And then he's just going to glitch out of existence for a second as I'm going to use a Nega Friction Sword's ability. Uh, roll to teleport in-universe by slicing space. If you can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. And where I'm going is I'm going to go on top of... I'm going to, like, pop out on top of this vulture's back. Roll it. I failed, and there's a problem. Okay. You get ready, you teleport... However, you miscalculated. The two of you see as Clint teleport his him and his hoverboard disappear and appear right in front of the vulture. As as you turn around and see the vulture starts opening up its mouth. Oh pickles. Ah! Next. Oh pickles. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I got an idea. Uh, well let's I want to see Ezra do something. Because my answer's a little too simple. Also, I've got the camera, so. I, I've I've yet still managed to squeeze in a pseudo found footage feeling to this character. All right, I am going to say uh, Ezra just kind of takes one look, looks at that, um, and uh, it reaches into his bag, and uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, roll to pull a unique item from the multiverse, uh, which will hopefully be useful. Okay, roll it. Alright, so that's just straight up roll two dice because of my attitude being chill. Which is a nasty ability. I succeed, but there's a problem. Okay, what do you try to pull out? Um, I'm going to say pull out... It, it's it's something that will grab the bird's attention, whether it's something shiny or something edible. You uh, take down one from the progress bar, that which is good, but there is a problem. As you do take out something, you, pull, you will go into the bag... And you take out, for some odd reason, much bigger than it should be, uh, you take out a giant fish. No, it checks out. And the bird instantly goes, ah! and looks down at the still flopping fish for some odd reason. Very wet. You don't know where you pull it out from. And it st- suddenly stops and dives down towards you, Ezra. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yep. By the way, Clint, you're now falling. But, but my hoverboard's with me. Oh, great. As I'm falling, it I'm it, kicking. It doesn't make you fly, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. My hoverboard sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, or right, Demetrius. From behind the camera, uh, there's a mumble of like, of like, we've been here five minutes. Clint isn't going to, uh, McKnight isn't going to be taking a, yeah, a sand nap the first five minutes. You're our listeners. And then I flip the camera, the phone around to my, uh, to view my face. You deserve better. And then I, whip out a selfie stick and stick it into the ground so I don't have to keep holding the camera. And I walk in front of the camera and I aim my hand, uh, my two hands at the uh, bird. And then I make a Yu-Gi-Oh, not Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh style like hand maneuverings. Because when I made this character before, I said that um, my character has a gravity beam tattooed into his hands. But the only way that he can use it is by touching his own hands with his hands. So one very complicated handshake later, I am going to bombard the bird with a pummeling amount of gravity, sticking it into the ground like a lawn dart. Now remember, before you guys roll, something you might have forgotten. Remember, you can add... Besides your abilities, which add dice, you can choose to give yourself an additional d6 by marking one trouble or accepting a problem. The GM gets oh, to pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
if you want, you can give yourself an extra dice. And I'll say instead of rolling a instead of uh, marking off a trouble, I'll let you. Well, you can mark off a trouble. I'm gonna let you choose. You can mark off a trouble on your sheet to get an extra dice, or you can have an extra little problem happen in the scene. What's a kick do again, by the way? Makes your result more powerful. Yes. So if you if you do succeed in the roll, it's a bigger, better success yes. than it would have been. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what effective means in context of the game? Because what I basically use is sort of like a circle to see how much the progress of the problem you're with. If you use a kick, it would, in, it would instead of like one uh, part of the problem fixed, it'd be like two parts. So you solve the problem faster, essentially. Okay. I'm not going to do that yet. Okay. Going to go for the bog standard roll of a one d six. Uh, All right. I'm going to guess that I get a die for my gravity beam because it says turbo. Describe how your device helps you with an action. Mm-hmm. Now, does that w- would that be now or is it? You would still roll a basic gist uh, for the turbo. Let me go back to the character sheet. One sec. You, rem- you see, so you see to the left. What are you? Uh, you were the guts, right? Look to the left, and you see left these. If you use the turbo, you would be marking off one of those dice. Either and that would be gone for the rest of the game. That would be gone for the rest of the game. Oh no, no, no. And then, like, there's turbo and there's kicks. So choose one or the other. Ah, uh, never mind. I'll just roll. Okay. Uh, so I think I just roll one die. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You fail and there's a problem. Wow, this thing was going great for me before. <laughs> All right. So, I, um, so I'm so i doing my uh, hand gesture thing and uh, there's, a, there's a gust of wind uh, from the bird itself and it kicks a bunch of sand in my face and I go, ah, and I can't see. And instead of finishing the hand motion, I like wipe my, my face with one of my hands. Which do uh, so, yeah, Jesus. What happens? Uh, you wipe your face with uh, one of your hands. The other hand just trying to clear some of the dust out of your hands. Uh, but because it's con- still connected to you, and your other hand is sort of like shooting out. Ezra, you clearly see as the bird is coming to you. You see as you, on one hand you're holding the giant fish. In the other hand, you're now uh, you grab it quickly with the other hand. Is uh, Demetrius' board, which sort of float flies quickly towards you, and you're able to grab it. You look back to where Demetrius was, as and you look up as Demetrius's hand is now latched on because it flew towards the neck of the vulture, and he's now holding <laughs> on to the neck of the vulture. All right, dope. Okay. <laughs> so Clint, I've flying through two, the air. So the last thing I say is I fly, two boards fly away. It's like like the my hand starts to pull, <laughs> and with a with a shocked expression, I look around, realize what's about to happen. I just look at the camera, I say, "Smash that like button yep. and subscribe." <laughs> Who's going next? I think the vulture. The vulture. There's no uh, the enemies don't take actions. Only characters take actions in this game. Oh yeah. So uh, McKnight is falling uh, mm-hmm. in the background. So the camera, which is on a stealthy stick, just sees uh, poor. Uh, d-pad fly off screaming hit the like button and then they see kind of aces walk by smoking like float by smoking a cigarette and then holding a fish and then they see in the distance like mario just tumbling through the air is mcknight and you just hear <laughs> and then mcknight is definitely going to try his trick one more tr- time okay Roll he's going it. to try to teleport i succeed but there's a problem all right, so basically, yeah, you teleport and you land right on top of the creature and basically slam your your bat, bat on its back, which shakes it so much it allows for Demetrius to, well, unintentionally let go and start free falling. That's a problem. <laughs> so I yeah, so I basically yell like I'm like help help me 
okay. And then you <laughs> go all Thor on its back. Yeah. And I'm like, not like that! <laughs> Next. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna nope. Uh, it says here you can nope other people's problems, right? Uh, so I'm gonna just nope out uh, D Pad's problem by basically as he's starting to fall, uh, <laughs> without even really trying. Uh, he uh, Ace just kind of like, oh wait, it just switches hands uh, with between the fish and the board, <laughs> and and the board just floats off just in the perfect angle that D Pad lands right back mm-hmm. on his board. Okay. Oh, that's a ama- so. So, can you do that with with no cost? No, I take two trouble for it that. It takes two trouble. Okay, cool. Trouble, cool, cool. trouble, trouble. Because you're because you're chill. I don't know if you okay. have like the, some sort of superpower to do that. Okay, so cool. with that, you mark two's trouble, uh, Ezra, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say uh, that basically that difficulty because it was the first encounter was only two. I wanted to see how. Oh, yeah, so God. it was only two. Now that me. Billy, now that Billy said it, I have that uh, Tay Tay song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. Great song, but. Yeah. So yeah, so and basically, I already marked off the two for this progress because I only said it as two. And the bird, annoyed that he got hurt in what was supposed to be an easy munch, starts flying away. Well, I'm on its back. Yes, so. you are. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna say because it's the end of the encounter, you can just jump off. Explain how you jump off. Yeah, you know, he's just gonna he's gonna fall off, kind of free fall, and then he's gonna teleport back towards uh, where he originally landed. Mm-hmm. And you do so. And he holds up his uh, bat and yells towards the camera. We don't know the rights of that. Worst, worst, more litigious, more litigious, more litigious. When you do, Disney, you went to Disney. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm loving it. Oh god! Oh god! Shut the camera! Shut the camera! We come back and like we're we're all standing in suits and we're like, our lawyers have a statement to be made. We want to apologize. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> All right, so yeah, we we uh, we hold up our hands in victory as the bird flies off. Yep. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that that you know that was a little bit of aerial acrobatics. It's what we do in your name here. Yeah. Once again, your name here. You know, like you know th- you know that bird's problem is that. It abides by the law of gravity, and your name here, we break those laws. Boom. And we got a fish. Yeah, exactly. As they're saying that, just from off frame, uh, it's just like a fish head being pushed into the, just into the frame from the side. <laughs> my, character, yeah, my character reaches out, and the, um, the selfie stick with the, uh, with the phone camera uh, like launches into his hand. Uh, via his gravity gun, uh, gravity hands, and so he's just framing uh, Demetrius or Deepad is just framing all three of us in one shot, and then pointing at the fish and said, "That's right. Only your name here can find you a fish in the middle of the desert." Oh God! Don't don't wave the fish towards me. I have a thing with oh. And like every time Ace like brings the fish close to the Clint, he just kind of makes a gagging noise because he remembers when his uh, his. Bill tried to make uh, make fish once, and it was just a terrible disaster. And he's like, "Oh, good, stop, stop." Okay, uh, listeners, let us know what uh, or viewers, let us know what we should name our 
new mascot desert no. fish. Oh, okay, that's badass. But come on, not a f- <laughs> sucks. And he picks up his bat and he hops back on his hoverboard, which of course doesn't work. And he hits it and it gets back up. I immediately get on my phone and use the I use the trashy um, inter, uh, intergalactic Wi-Fi to text some people that I know who do uh, cheap graphic design for designs on Desert Fish logo. Ooh. So you hop like, on Netcrawler. Netcrawler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then I was like, Desert Fish, Fish Insignia with your name here somewhere underneath. Yeah. Or above. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't believe you're still using Netcrawler. CompuServe is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Angel Fire. <laughs> okay, guys, how's my GeoCity? <laughs> It plays uh it plays Disney music I yep. <laughs> and people can't turn it off. Hey guys, did you go to the new hamster website? It's fucking hilarious. Oh, oh my god. Alright. And you guys oh board off towards the pyramid. Okay, as you guys are you guys continue on, no more vultures go ahead and try to snatch snatch you guys. They've learned their lesson from the from the previous one where you smack with your nega bat. And as you get zoomed closer, you see you get closer and closer to the obsidian pyramid. And it is not one smooth structure. You look at it, and it's like it looks like it's made of, of what looks like hundreds or thousands of small squares combined together to form this pyramid shape. And at the tip, you see the tip of what looks uh, like the tip of the pyramid. And at the top, you see what looks like a small, glowing, crisp, multifaceted crystal at the top, far up in the sky. Looking at it, you think maybe... The distance up is maybe like what? It's just huge, like a mile up. Can we board up? Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, <laughs> then that's nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. We immediately just go keep on going. Like At no point does my character stop to say, like, I wonder what culture built this in his mind. He's like, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> it's the same way we got the hideout. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody built it. They left it. We got it. Yep. That's uh, finders keepers. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, you guys... Starts going up the the massive pyramid, uh, going through and is looking at it, looking at it, like you said stone, but it's extremely smooth stone. One of you uh, basically likes you touching it. It's basically like touching touching the top of water. Oh yeah, I stick my bat in it as I fly by and just let the way the ripples, so we can get some cool things for our future uh, video, yep. our yep, music definitely. video. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna co- hang. I'm gonna hang back and, and take footage of everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, my my cousin actually is gonna. He he's working on a song. Any mm-hmm. day now will be done. <laughs> he's yeah. going off commish. <laughs> and as you get to the top, you see the giant. Uh, you look at it, looking at it closer. It is a giant diamond, Ooh. and with the light pooling, going up into the heavens, oh. shining straight from the diamond up into the heavens. How big do you say giant diamond? How big is diamond? Well, not massive. It's about the size of your chest. Okay, so something I could pick up. Yes, size of your chest for a diamond, mm, Jesus. The it. hope diamond is the size of a palm. Yep. Okay. Cool. Oh my God! Is this the Triforce of Power? What is this? I don't know what that is. It's a. I. I it's a video game thing. Anyways, um, nerd. What? Who's going to carry it? Oh, who's yeah. going to attach it? Who's going to grab it? Got it. Let's all grab it at the same time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, can you film it? Ready? So, okay, put the selfie stick into the pyramid. So this this is going to work. This is the perfect plan. <laughs> yeah. So I I effectively like America discovering the moon. I stick the selfie stick onto 
uh, the pyramid and try to get it to stay. Uh, and then we all, and I like center the shot. Okay. All right. So on the count. Oh, well, first well, off, well. we all grab a can of panic. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah great do. idea. Great idea. Great idea. And we're toasting. We're toasting. We're taking a swig. We're forcing it down because we all want to spit it out. And then we're all going to reach out and touch the side of the diamond. Okay. On three. Guys. Yeah. One, two, three. Don't panic. Go panic. Don't panic. Go, 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 go. Yep. And you guys grab the diamond. Oh, God. Have you guys ever have actually tasted that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys grab the diamond easily. And as soon as you let it go, the light from the diamond disappears. Uh, no light going up into the heavens. And you see ripples start to form all over the pyramid. Totally normal, but I think we should go. Yep. 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 And, yep. and as you look. I'm, thro- I'm throwing it into my bag, uh, which is just like a busted ass backpack. And, I th- and of course, I, I throw it over just one shoulder. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> and as you see the pooling, you see things start coming out of the pyramid. These uh, these black scarabs, metallic, each one between three and four feet long. All of them, uh, first maybe one or two, then 12, then dozens of them starly start coming out of the pyramid and start and start like crawling in your direction. Oh, 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 everybody. Kick the tires, light the fires, and yeah, I'm I'm going to slap the side of my board, make sure it starts up again, and yeah, we are going to try to go the opposite way of wherever those scarabs are. Or they're, they're coming all from all us, around you. Then we're trying. We're going to board away, man. We're just going to we're, we're going to surf this. Okay, yeah. Then you're surfing down, trying to avoid the numerous scarabs gaming for you guys. Who goes first for this roll? What are you doing? Uh, right right before all of that pops off, uh, my character reaches into his backpack, attaches his phone. Uh, to a small drone, kisses the top of the drone, and from the perspective of the camera, it's just a close of my character's face, and says, "Make me look pretty," and throws it into the air. So now we're we're getting we're getting one hundred and eighty degree. We're getting aerial drone shots of most likely us dying via bad rolls. All right, yeah. So who goes first? Oh, I think Captain Diamond does. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. McKnight will absolutely. The grit will. Uh, go first uh, as fast as he can. Okay, roll it. And you know what? I'm going to add a dice. Mm-hmm. Yes, you would add a dice by including a trouble or uh, adding a dice. Check a dice box to add dice to your roll. There's no stacking limit when you roll multiple dice. You use the highest result. You can also give yourself a one d six by either mar- marking one trouble or accepting a problem. I'm so I can s- either. I'm going to say so- you can do a trouble. Mark one trouble and you get an extra dice. No, but he's got the dice boxes. He can what? mark one of those dice boxes that he has. Oh, no, can, or, you, yeah. or you can choose, like I said, you can use one of the mark, dark dice boxes that you have. It's you up know to what? You. I'd, rather have, I'd rather take a trouble. Uh, okay. So I'll take a trouble. So okay. I'm rolling two dice. Okay. Um, and I, th- I succeed. Okay, yeah. You easily start diving, marking off one for the progress. But with the diamond, you're able to easily dodge numerous numbers of the scarabs that are going after you. Who's going next? Oh, can we, the song that's playing is that 90s... Uh, Oh, song six. Yeah, song six. Woohoo! Uh, Dan. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, First of all, I'm going to roll physical dice because one of my things uh, actually matters if I roll doubles. And as far as I can tell from the code on this, this this does not take that into account. So I'm going to roll physical. Song two by Blur, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, first of all, 
activate. <laughs> I'm going to spend, uh, there's, there's no limit to stacking, so I'm going to spend one die. Mark it down on the, on the, on the thing here from the backpack. Okay. Uh, and spend one kick. Okay, explain how you, how you explain you're using your special. I'm about to, okay. I'm about to. Give me all a second. Right, right. And I'm also going to use my uh, look coal ability, just in case I do succeed. Okay. So I'm effectively rolling three dice with a kick and the... Uh, Jeez, okay. The the look with cool. a kick. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but basically, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ezra sees this happening, uh, and he is already sort of sitting uh, lotus-legged on his board. Uh, and just kind of uh, furrows his brow slightly. It's like, nah, man, nah, that's not, that's not. And uh, he uh, reaches into his bag and pulls out effectively like a, a hookah uh, pipe kind of thing. It's like, just takes the, the largest, just inhale. And as he, as the sort of cresting wave of, uh, of scarabs starts coming over, he just, Exhales out. The board takes off, and let's roll the dice to see what happens. Uh, that is a five on the highest, which I believe is I succeed, but there's a problem. There's a problem, yeah. But I did succeed, so and I succeeded while uh, looking cool. So I marked down one style, and I added a kick. So whatever happens is dope, but also. There's, yeah, not without so a price. What I'm going to say is with that kick, it basically takes down two from the progress instead of the one I was planning. And as you lay down with that super smoke, it covers a large variety, a large number of the scarabs, and their sensors, for whatever reason, get a little foggy and start yeah. clacking each other and they start forgetting things. And basically <laughs> forgetting they're supposed to attack you guys. The problem is, however, they start they start talking about the uh, they start talking about the song that's playing from our board. It's like, oh, but also they've they really got two? the bunchies now. Yeah. <laughs> the problem, however, is Clint was expecting one of the scarabs to jump at him, and he was planning to perfectly jump on it. But because the the because the scarab is a lot more enlightened than it was previously, it turns the wrong way, and which causes uh, Clint's backpack to just basically just go, get off his back and start rolling down the pyramid on the other side. Uh, actually, nope. if I don't like a problem, I'm going to say nope. Okay. Yep. Not too trouble and explain how. How do you? Yeah, I, Clint notices this and says, oh, crap, as, you know, he's about to slam into this thing. So what instead what he does is he kicks off his board, jumps onto this uh, scarab's back and kind of just hopscotches across two different scarabs until he gets back to his board. And then, yeah, he keep and with that, he is cleared of those troubles. All right, then you mark two trouble. All right. All right, who's next? I think it's just me. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to... D-pad is going to take a running leap at the scarabs and uh, is going to try... is going to uh, land on his board and then ollie off of one of them. Oh, that's a great idea and the dumbest thing I've ever thought possibly the dumbest thing no it's the long that's it's like eight long years of dumb ideas but this is going to be up there uh a d-pad is going to use his gravity beam to push the scarabs all in one big mass so that they form compact into a ramp that he is going to sail off of all right roll it 
Yeah, yeah, this is dumb. Do you want to use your turbo of your device? Oh, I'm gonna do so. I'm gonna do so many dice things. Right now. <laughs> so many dice things. Okay. I'm gonna use a turbo on my on my gravity beam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to. Which is a dice, not the kick thing, right? You're doing. Yes. Okay. I want. I want more dice. Okay. Um, I'm also uh going to try to look cool. <clears throat> which means I get to use my show-off ability, which adds 1d6 anytime you try to look cool. and brings me up to 3. Uh, is there any other way that I can add uh, uh, dice? Yeah, I'm going to go with Attitude Guts. Uh, describe how your guts help you with an action. You know what? I'm not just going to ollie off of... Uh, just sail off of the, um, the scarabs. I am, in fact, uh, going to start skating towards them and then I'm going to I'm going to twist my feet and jump off of my board so my board kind of like boomerangs around to the left and then arches back around and I'm running up the the slalom of scarabs so that when I reach the precipice of it I jump back on my board and skate away. Dope. All right. Just super dope. All right, then so you're marking off that dice for that one dice you have for attitude guts, okay? Mhm. All right, so roll it. I uh, succeed. And with that, you've completed the challenge as basically you create a ramp of scarabs and they tumble away as you all three of you dive, get off, finally get off the part and zoom away into the distant desert to where you think the next part where the portal may, next portal may be. And as you turn around, you see the scarabs looking confused, some of them with the smoke and all of them char- turn in your direction, start charging your direction. And then you see numerous black wings appearing on their backs and start flying up into the air. So, just so I'm right, we can't just go in the can't go out the way we came into this. No, dimension, you have to find right? another portal out, and you don't know where oh. it leads. Oh crap! So yeah, yeah, we I, I I look over my shoulder and spot the wings, and I'm like, oh god, they're airbound. <laughs> we have flying monkeys. It's a flying monkey situation. And yeah, I'm uh, taking out my phone and. Uh, do we have any technology that helps us find these uh, portals out? Uh, that's a space-time amp-a-meter. Okay, so a space-time amp-a-meter is what I want? Space-time amp-a-meter is something that lets you gauge how thin the the veil between mm-hmm. worlds yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, so what I do is I'm You know, pulling, that thing we yeah. don't have whenever yeah. we play The Strange, yeah. Blind yeah. Trunk. <laughs> so what my character is doing is he's reaching into his pocket and he's pulling out what looks to be an old... Uh, car antenna and he's unwinding it and pointing it out mm-hmm. and he's going to try to find it and this is basically a space-time ampameter mm-hmm. uh, uh but it's like an older version like now there's like an app you could put on your phone to use your phone to help you find it this is like the old school way of doing it so he's trying to find wherever this space-time fold could be mm-hmm. all right and you start looking around hearing the ever closer bu- buzz of uh winged scarabs behind you and you hear beep 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 Beep, 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 beep. And you real and looking at the scanner, it's about a quarter of a mile to the east. Oh, guys, 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 get to the east, get to the east. And yeah, we're, we're like going as fast as our little toesies can take us as we're gliding across these sand dunes on our boards. Uh, the, the, be- the, the beetles getting closer with each minute. Yep. And as you turn a corner, you do see what looks like a black, massive uh, sphinx looking down upon you. With and, and and you realize that it's it's going towards. There's a massive legs and this the portal seems to be in the center of its chest. Oh, okay. You know what I'm gonna do, Jesus? Mm. 
I would like to scream, watch out. And I want to clear one of my troubles by in- introducing a new problem to the scene. Okay, what's the new problem? Or do you want me to say what the problem is? I, You know, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, as we're going, um, the Beatles are in the air, but we've already established there's other things in the air. And the Beatles have attracted uh, a couple more of those vultures. Several And they're in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Several, yeah. <laughs> they, they're excited to eat some of the Beatles, but they definitely focus on the main course. You still have the us. fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have the damn fish still. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I point towards wherever this uh, fold is and say, it's over there. Yep. Oh, crap. <laughs> What's Watch out. And then I duck as uh, a vulture swoops by. Yep. Oh, crap. And you know what? I'm going to give you uh, one of you give me a roll to try to go into the portal with no problems. Uh, since, because you introduce, yeah. a tr- introduce a trouble, that means somebody's going to roll something. Since I'm the first one, do you want me to roll? Yeah, roll it. Okay, I rolled, uh, and I got a success. You just got a straight success? Yep. All right, the scarabs and the vultures are closing in, closing in closer and closer. A few few of the vultures veered off to eat the scarabs, but there's one very familiar one with a familiar mark on its neck who just eyeing Clint and zooming in closer. It does a dive bomber. Its wings back as it dives towards you. And at that last second, as it's about to get closer, you do, and you hear, and I'm as I'm going through the portal. This bird, uh, to this bird, I am flipping the bird. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Fandible. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to hear more, go on over to Fandible.com and listen to any one of our many podcasts. I'm sure we've got some sort of genre that we've recorded that will absolutely tickle your fancy. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, we're at Fandible. Same thing with Facebook. And if you want to throw some shillings our way, then take a look at the Fandible Patreon. With the money, we keep this crazy train going by paying for equipment, going to conventions so we can meet you lovely, lovely people, and for paying Johnny Law so they stay off our backs. Thank you very much for listening, and some, something clever. Something clever. Nothing? No one wants to... I'm literally looking at four of my closest friends, and no one's... Thank you. <laughs>